everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host, and today I have with us Must Catch and their founder and owner, Todd Summers. How are you doing today, Todd? I'm doing great, Justin. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh, so, Todd, tell us a little bit about, I mean, why catch up and, and, and sort of your journey in becoming an entrepreneur and, and launching this brand? Sure. You know, Justin, actually, this is a bit of a story of a unique condiment product and a second career. It's kind of interwoven. And what it basically comes down to is uh, half a dozen years or more, I, I have always been a guy that for some reason enjoyed mustard and ketchup. And as, uh, as with many people who have either participated in sports or been to many sporting events, I, I, I had been to many and I would stand in lines, long lines to, for a, a hamburger or something and uh, to get ketchup and mustard. And it hit me at one point, I just thought, why hasn't somebody combined these two very popular flavors and I started doing some research on it. And uh, uh, I, at that point, sort of, we came up with a concept, which we called uh, must catch, which uh, is a obvious play on the mustard ketchup words. And uh, we started to develop that uh, product literally in our kitchen. And I say our kitchen, uh, that would include my wife, Anne, who if I could give you just quick background, but we've, uh, uh, Ann and I met, uh, been married 40 years and, uh, uh met uh, several years before that at, uh, in college at Northwestern university in Evanston. And, um, anyway, we, uh, we, we both enjoyed the taste of mustard and ketchup, started mixing it up, started adding some other ingredients. And really, from that concept, uh, I took it to different partners and friends to uh, to fully develop it. And I'm happy to get into that at any point you choose. Yeah. So, I mean, have were you an entrepreneur before, or is this just sort of something yeah. that you came up with the idea? So, I mean, because it's always interesting to us on the podcast to sort of understand that because. Um, a lot of people either have entrepreneurs in their family or, or come from an entrepreneurial background. It's not 100% of the time, but it's sort of interesting in figuring out what the commonalities are there. So, I mean, what did you do sure. before that sort of led you to this uh, as an entrepreneur? Absolutely. Uh, and, and that reality gets, uh, gets us into the, that the second part of when I was talking a second career, because my primary a business uh, enterprise through life and literally for the past 40 years has been in a completely and totally different area. It's uh, I have a uh, manufacturer's what's called a manufacturer's representative agency or a sales agency for electrical and electronic component parts and some test equipment over the years. And so with that in mind, uh, my, actual business background is quite related to sales and sales management 
and uh, starting this enterprise, which is called Summers Family Specialties, LLC. We're a limited liability corporation. When we started that in November of 2015, uh, with an actual product in a completely different area, it, it, it was just completely different. And, uh, I, uh, I've just totally enjoyed it and it's been a lot of fun. Now I got into the manufacturer's rep business, uh, through uh, uh, another entrepreneur who happened to be my father by the name of Lucky Summers, who started uh, the first rep business back in the early 60s. So he and I worked together through the 80s and with another gentleman, I, uh, I bought the company from him. So we were basically second generation um, in, in that company, in that business, which I still have before starting up Summer's Family Specialties uh, with a few other partners, including my brother, Scott Summers. Oh, that's incredible. So, I mean, are you still involved in that business as you're, you've released this, the must-catch? Yes. Okay. So, so I, I actually am involved ahead. in two businesses. I'm involved in uh, a company called Summer's Stanton Incorporated as the sales rep firm, as well as Summers Family Specialties, which our product in Summers Family Specialties is must catch. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, I, I love the whole concept and, and your sales background. I mean, it's, it's a different background, but it obviously, um, some of it can be applied in those skills to, to different sets. And obviously being an entrepreneur and working for yourself, that skill set carries over as well. I mean, so tell me a little bit about that and how, you know, what you've learned before as an entrepreneur is sort of transferred into what you're doing now with much catch. Sure. I, I would say this, it's, it's as if I have been on, both sides of the, 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 the ledger, if you will, I have represented companies, uh, and while they may have been in, are in a different, uh, product segment in electronics, their, their operations and their, their basic, uh, customer service and how they deal with I have had just tremendous exposure with many companies over a lot of a lot of years, and so I'm able to apply some best practices that we've seen from other uh, businesses to our small startup business with Musketch. And frankly, some of it, Justin, is um, as simplistic as it may sound. It, it, it really does have to do with honesty and dealing with people uh, in a straightforward fashion and, and uh, being reliable. Uh, and we do our very best to, uh, to carry those sorts of traits in, into our must-catch business. And uh, uh, it's, it, the, the expansion of some additional family members as well has been just uh, very rewarding and a lot of fun. 
And, you know, and so, I mean, you're, one of your businesses, your father started, so you're sort of the son of the entrepreneur and, and learned your skills from him. And, and I've sort of, yes. I'm in the same boat in, in many ways. Like my father actually started the main business. And, and since then I've started multiple businesses on my own around it, but I still work for that main business as well as doing what you're doing, which is have other businesses that I'm, you know, starting yeah. and being an entrepreneur and, and ones that I've had success in and ones that I haven't and, and so on and so forth. And, but I'm just really interested in, I mean, what are some of the things for you that your father taught you about being an entrepreneur in a family business that, that you really think are valuable for what you're doing now or the success that well, you've had? Well, I think, I think there's, there, there are several areas that, uh, you know, starting with, again, as I said, just the honest nature of how one deals with people with companies. But in addition to that, uh, there's uh, the importance. Uh, I, I learned the importance of detail orientation and taking care of the basics uh, from from my dad. And uh, I think that, that was a, a wonderful trait. Uh, just doing the right thing you know, as many times as you can over and over and treating people the way you'd want to be treated. And uh, in sales, that's uh, hugely successful. Um, but uh, the other part of it is planning. Uh, I think I learned uh, that, that the planning element is, is just a very essential part of a successful enterprise. And we, uh, we spend a fair amount of time uh, trying to make sure we know uh, which which direction we're headed. Yeah, I think it's um it's an interesting thing, and and you sort of touched upon it, but I want to get really into the must catch thing. But sure, I mean, sort of when you decided to to start must catch, I mean, did you have the confidence that you were like, I've done this before, I I I know how to run a business you know, I've mixed these things together, so let's move forward. I mean, so how did you go about go coming from an idea of something into turning it into a brand, which I, you know, you have three flavors and, and things like that, but how did you get from idea to, to launch? Good question. And there's obviously uh, a lot of... Uh, uh, movement from one one position to another that that you take in a serial fashion and sometimes in parallel but let me explain that uh when when i first thought to myself this concept there is a need in the marketplace and i sincerely believe that we have a unique uh yet useful condom and product um i thought about networking with some of the uh, friends and business associates that I had developed, as well as, of course, at this point, my brother Scott uh, came into the, uh, he, he was a big fan of the concept, and he's in Los Angeles, he owns a, a boutique uh, executive search business, and so he's been an entrepreneur for 25 years or more. And, um, 
a former McKinsey consultant, a very sharp guy. So anyway, he, he came into this thing and, and added some structure. Uh, and, um, you know, we, we just basically talked to, I had a one key, uh, college friend from Northwestern university who had been with a large, um, you know, McDonald's, Wendy's type business. And, um, he was able to point me in the direction of somebody who would, uh, would be in food innovation. And that brought us into our, uh, what has turned out to be another partner. Charlie Baggs is his name. Uh, Charlie Baggs Culinary Innovations in uh, Lincoln Park, Illinois, just north of Chicago, north of Chicago, Chicago area. Uh, and Charlie, uh, I met with him uh, early on in this uh, endeavor and talked through the concept. Uh, literally uh, said, uh, you know, asked him the do the ingredients of mustard and ketchup, do they live together? Do they, or do they separate like oil and water and, you know, this kind of thing. And, and he and I went through it along with Scott, my brother, Scott, and, uh, he, he was very, and is very helpful in this whole process of development of three different flavors because the product to step aside for just a second, the product is a mustard ketchup, uh, ingredient base, but there are three distinct flavors. So it's really much more than just, uh, mustard and ketchup. It's, it, there's something on top. And Charlie was just very instrumental in getting us to the, to the chemistry of, uh, of producing the product that we wanted, uh, with the taste that uh, the, the, the Summers family wanted. And he, he enjoyed the process so much and we, we enjoyed him that we, uh, he is, is joined in with the business uh, as well. So he's a part shareholder. And so, I mean, obviously that's a big step because you're, you wanted a partner that also could help you grow the business and the brands and things like that. And so I think yeah. that's pretty awesome. Um, I wanted to sort of, understand i mean so you had the idea so you've created these three flavors i mean how did i mean you have a zesty um you have a original, original and a smoked and so That's where did correct. those ideas come from is it did you guys just started experimenting or or wanting it to go with certain type of foods i mean there's a huge creative process it. amongst all of that and, uh, and anyone Fair. listening in who's not a food entrepreneur, food is a funny thing. People think you just come up with a recipe and you put it in a bottle or you put it on a plate and that's the end of it like you would do in your home. But there's so much more that goes into it. Absolutely true, Justin. No question about it. And, and the, the answer to the question as to the development of the specific tastes and the profiles, uh, we we – um, first family and with my wife, Ann and, and Scott, uh, brother Scott. And then our, our kids that all that I say kids, they're, they're all, you know, young adults and 
so forth. But uh, they 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 were all taste testers and all part of this process of coming up some with with taste profiles that we all enjoyed and and felt comfortable with and in, in including the nature of of what the the product we wanted developed uh would be what's called clean labels so it's gluten free and no preservatives and uh no artificial flavors and uh no gmos etc cetera, etc cetera. um but following if 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 you're i think you're driving and following the the process once we developed what we were satisfied with was the product we wanted to go to market with as with with our name on it uh, again, we get into this networking, uh, Charlie, uh, led us to, uh, one additional partner, um, uh, Ron Farnham, who happens to own a, um, uh, a branding firm in downtown Chicago. And Ron's a wonderful guy. And, uh, he, he helped us with the, uh, uh, put together the the logo and the label and so forth, which was we're very pleased with. And in our our final partner, Dan Pittard, is uh, out in Southern California, but he's a very close friend of, of Scott's brother Scott, and uh, they work at McKinsey together. And Dan's been in the food business uh, as well over a lot of years. So a very strong uh, management team. Justin and uh, with we, we've got the family name on it and we believe it and we want it to be a really good fun wholesome product and we think we we're, we're, we're pleased to say we think we've achieved that at this point and I love this because it's not something we normally talk about on the podcast because a lot of food entrepreneurs and and entrepreneurs in general um, don't want partners and they don't bring people in and they want to do everything themselves. So I'm really fascinated by this. Um, I mean, from my own experience, I've always brought in partners or had partnerships because it's, it's just, you know, it's a lot easier to find people that have specialties or special skills in the areas that I don't. And obviously you can hire people to have those skills, but when you're starting to build a brand, um, you don't have the money to pay people. So you find other ways of going around that. So, I mean, I mean, tell me about the thought process in that because you guys obviously have no problem building a team and, and all being owners together to build the brand. But, I mean, how did you come about deciding that to actually open it up to everyone in, in your family business? I think you actually identified it, Justin. You, well, a minute ago when you said there's a, I, I believe that, that it's important to recognize what you know and what you don't know. And where you don't know things, can you find uh, to fill those important areas? And there, part of that is, is what falls into this category as well for for some of us and some of our team, uh, that we're all working toward uh, watching this thing and making this thing grow, and we're we're willing to 
put in the time and effort to uh, to hopefully be somewhat rewarded a little bit on the backside on the, on the uh, you know along the trail here as opposed to up front and that's what we have chosen the way we've chosen to, to bring this thing to market and uh, and that is where we are so I'm I these gentlemen that I've just mentioned are are just class uh, business people and people, uh, individuals as well. And that's critical for us. I might, I might mention too, and, and, uh, you know, it, it's the family name. It's called Summers Family's Muscatch. And, uh, I, I would be remiss too to not make sure that you and your audience, uh, your listeners, uh, recognize that my wife and I have six children, uh, when I say children, they're ages 39 down to, you know, 27. Uh, uh, and, and with that in mind, uh, we've, we've, uh, we've found that they themselves have, um, different, uh, capabilities, uh, and they have been tremendously helpful. And, and it's been very rewarding uh, to, to see them contribute in some ways to, to this. Four, four of the six live in the Chicago area, and uh, one uh, daughter, daughter Mary, lives on with her husband and three kids on the East Coast in the New York area and works uh, in Manhattan, uh, works on the West Coast in San Diego. And uh, he's, he's contributed and continues to with our social media uh, aspect, which is done out of out of uh, San Diego so, and time to this enterprise as well. I think that's awesome. And I think and it's interesting because I'm, I'm obviously a little bit of a second generation in the business that I'm in, in the main business. But it's amazing to me um, how many entrepreneurs I meet that don't want their children involved in their business. And it's, um, and I would say more people do than don't. And I think that's a good thing because you learn a lot of skills. But there's a lot of people that have that inherit a business from their father or mother that then sure. um, don't want their kids involved in it and want them to go out and do other things. And I always find it interesting because I feel that there's a major amount of skill sets that have happened uh, for me that came out of my parents being an entrepreneur with my mom running her own horse farm and, and lessons and, and sort of that smaller dynamic in, in an agricultural way. And then my father, you know, building a food business that I've learned these skills that I think really helped me for life and running my own businesses and things like that. And then Deborah, um, you know, my significant other, her daughters have learned quite a bit of business because she's always been an entrepreneur in her life. And, and now we do the food thing together mm -hmm. and grow businesses together. But it's one of those things where, you know, I would, you know, if they wanted to be involved, I would say, absolutely. How can, how can we, yes. you know, li help you live your dreams through learning things here? And if it's not a long-term thing, and you want to go do your own thing, that's fine too. Or, but what can I do to help you do what you want to do in your life? And sure. it's just a really cool thing, I think. And I think 
I mean, I have a lot of people within our companies who parents were entrepreneurs, so they have the entrepreneurial mindset. They don't necessarily go out and start their own businesses, but they manage or supervise or or work for us in some of our companies and, and do things that they have that mindset. And there's just um, the success of the mindset uh, is really a lot. I wouldn't say it's the willingness to take risk. I would just say it's there's, I don't know, certain things that I think that we picked up a, as kids and, and tolerances and, and efficiencies in the way of doing things and balancing our families that we learned through sure. all of it. I mean, you know, not everyone gets a great example of it, but I think if we got a bad example of it, we learned to do it a little bit better. And if we had a good example, we better the good example in the way we balance our family lives. But I think it's one of the things to take it full circle back to what we said was it's also why we hire partners or we find people that are dedicated and driven like we are that, sh- that share the same views, you know, ethics, morally, whatever that we do or dedication to a business or to a product that we do because it allows us sure. to balance that and, yeah. and yeah. then also push that down onto our children, which, you know, they get to learn from it. So I don't know exactly where I'm going with this, but it's sort of just one of the cool things that I think that you're doing is, is making sure, you know, I, I have no idea what it's like to have six kids. Honestly, I'm sure that was a, a lesson in management and and entrepreneurship in and of itself and creativity. So yeah. it's um, you know, Justin, you you might you might enjoy. It. And I I have told this uh, when the kids were young, and 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 let me let me be very clear as well. At the moment, they each at this stage uh, have their own jobs. You know, I mean, they're they have different. Uh, where, where they're helpful is because one may be involved in producing short videos with a company and that helps us to understand how to do it. Or one is in a uh, world-class distributor, uh, working with a distributor that helps us to understand how to deal with this distribution. I have background in a little bit, but, and, and these other areas that they all have brought you know, something to to offer and help uh, has has been wonderful. But uh, you 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 might thinking about six kids. Ann and I occasionally will laugh about uh, thinking when the kids were little, um, three boys and three girls. It's a boy, a girl, two more boys, and two more girls. And um, we used to have Sunday dinner. And we would literally, I'd pull out my day timer on one end of the table and Ann would have her, her uh, uh, calendar on the other. And we'd go around the table one by one and ask each one what they were doing this week. <laughs> so, that, so that we could fill in, you know, and make sure that we all understood what was going on and, each of them understood what was on the schedule. And uh, so uh, they used to laugh later on and say, oh, yeah, our Sunday evening staff meetings, you know. And, uh, but it, 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 it helped us to keep things uh, for, for Ann and for me to keep it clear as to who, who had what and where we could interface, you know, and get to the events or what have you. So 
that's part of part of what it was to grow up in our family. That's pretty awesome. And I and I think spending the time and I mean you work as a family unit, right? And and one of the things is that that, that family unit functions in a way and actually as you grow up and the kids become older, that family unit can function in business as well. Um and they can complement each other. And it's pretty sure. amazing um how that happens. You know, um growing up in a farm you know, it was always, my family was always about, you know, it was, well, and we had played sports and all that. And our parents ran us around, obviously, to get us to all those events. Um, but interesting is something that always developed was, okay, what can we do to help around the farm to actually spend time with each other? You know, because while yeah. working is spending time with each other, it was trying to get that free time and make sure everything was done or go on family trips or whatever it was. And as I grew up and became part of the other side of the business in food, that mentality came along with this. Like, how much can we get done today so at the end of the day we actually have time together or I actually have time with my family? You know, so it instilled this thing where I'm at work, I need to work, no distractions, get done what I have to get done. Um, even though I'm an entrepreneur and sometimes it can require 60 hours a week, I still need to make sure that I have a cutoff point in my life where I actually go spend quality time where I'm present both in mind and body to the people in my life that matter. And, and so it's just an interesting thing that sort of happens there. And I think you're, you're basically saying the same thing is what can we do this week? we're all together. Let's figure out what everyone has. And I want to make sure, even though I'm trying to run a business and I'm responsible for people's lives and putting food on their table, as well as my own, that we have this time together to figure out how we can succeed as a family. Absolutely. Yes. I believe that's true. And so I, I really want to get into this as well, because I love the sales side of things. And it's something that didn't come easy to me. The business side and the creativity all always came easy to me. But sales were something I've, I've really had to teach myself. And, and I'm kind of a shy kid, an introverted, which is funny because I'm doing a podcast. But it's, um, uh-huh. I mean, how, I mean... Really, I'm interested, like, if you could tell, you know, anyone, like, from your point of view, how to be successful in sales and what has made you successful so far, both in Mutt's Ketchup and, and your other business, I mean, what really is the key in, in selling that you feel is important? You know, I I really, it's, it's, it's almost too simple to to believe but this this concept of honesty and doing what you say you're going to do, and if it doesn't work out, if something changes, you know, uh, making sure people are informed, which gets into that key word of just communication, communication, communication. Um, but also being willing to, you know, let people know if, something didn't turn out the way you thought it was going to, and you admit it. Uh, I, I think those elements build trust and trust is so essential in sales. Um, I have always uh, been concerned that people think, you know, if you're really a good sales person, you can sell 
anything to anybody for any reason. And I, I, I don't operate, we don't operate that way. We're, we're, we're not perfect, but uh, we're relationship oriented sales. When we deal with our, our customers and our suppliers, uh, we, we want a win, win arrangement. If, if it doesn't win for them, it doesn't win for us and vice versa. So I think those are just the critical elements of sales. Obviously, the technique of how people are successful in sales is so interpersonally dependent uh, that, uh, you know, some people can be relatively quiet, and they, but they know how to, to, to get those points across uh, to get the customer what they need and other people are very gregarious, etc. So uh, the personality part of it uh, is, is, is probably ultimately a little less important than just being um, consistent and honest and getting the job done basically. And I love that. And it sort of is, is where my next question is going, which is, you know, one of the things I want to quick talk about is people can, your website is mustcatch.com. That's M-U-S-T-K-E-T-C-M. And they can see your flavors on there. But I've noticed that um, insight, so you have your marketing channel, but your sales channel is actually through Amazon to to use that as a sales channel. I mean, is that your only sales channel or do you guys go? Um, um, the We started selling the product last year uh, and we specifically chose because we wanted to make it available anywhere and started a word of mouth uh, campaign as well that, uh, you know, if, if you're in... Um, you can order muscatch, summer salmon muscatch. We wanted that super capability that Amazon presents. However, the goal is to maintain that, grow that, but it's really to focus and concentrate for us on the Chicago market to start with. And with that in mind, we hired a, uh, we brought on a uh, distributor food distributed, they uh, have uh, already got 24 different, uh, largely independent uh, grocery store chains, as well as individual uh, store owners in the Chicago area. And uh, so we are on the shelf as we speak, would hope to uh, within the next year or so, literally double that number. Um, so it, it is a two-pronged approach, Amazon right now. It's we want it available within two days anywhere you are to, to try it, to use it. We're, the, the Chicago market will be our beachhead, so to speak. And we're, we're working very hard to um, and, and get the, uh, the acceptance and the volume going to, uh, uh, you know, expand into 
additional potentially, you know, some of the, the, the folks like Northwestern or others that may have opportunities where we'll, we'll see this successful in the Chicago market and then be able to replicate that in other markets across the country. And I, I think that's pretty pretty awesome, actually. And uh, and many people don't think entrepreneurs that they're worried that if they go on Amazon that they're going to lose their other ways. If you're building a brand and they see it on Amazon or they see it somewhere else, you're st- I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's sort of the direction we're going. Um, and, and we, yeah. But um, at some point, you know, there's there's things that you're doing as a business that's starting off that it makes a lot of sense. Should you, as you referenced our website, Justin, and I thank you for that. Uh, it, it's it's a fairly, it's an important resource that gives people anywhere who we are or what we do uh, a pretty good insight. And there is a button I'd like to point to called location. And on that location button on the website will show the 24 current uh, grocery store locations in the Chicago area where Musketch is available. I think it's awesome. I, I mean, I really like what you guys are doing, and I, I love the con- ketchup and mustard together. Actually, it's the only way I can eat ketchup. So let's just – I don't like ketchup by itself, but I love it mixed with mustard, kind of a weird thing, or mayonnaise. Um, and so – this morning I ordered uh, I ordered a case off it off of Amazon, so hopefully I'll be oh, getting a variety good. pack uh, here soon because I good. just think it's pretty awesome. And uh, be adjusting. And thank you so much for doing that. But uh, you you might also make reference on the website uh, to there's a button there called recipes. Our recipes. Okay. And a computer of recipes that have been developed with Muscatch as part of it. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. Oh, I see. and it's amazing the bacon cheddar dip and breakfast bagels, and I see it goes well with eggs and chicken and all sorts of yummy things, vegetables. It's it's uh, it's a very very versatile type of sauce all the time. Oh, geez, you know, I mixed it in with such and such and it just tastes great. Well, well then we start doing that ourselves and next of usages that, uh, that future customers can enjoy. I think it's amazing. Um, and I, and so let me ask a few other questions just based on things. Sure. I mean, is, I mean, so what's the future? I mean, you're in the condiment business now. So, I mean, you can go into barbecue sauces and things like that. I mean, and so what is the future of sort of strategically um, right now? I mean, where are you guys thinking this could go? Yeah, three current product selections. We, our our goal is a unique combination of mustard and ketchup base products. So us folks, and you can see it there. Are, I mean, you go into any grocery store and it's just loaded with becoming a barbecue sauce. We're aiming at becoming our, we are a unique condiment category unto ourselves. And with that in mind, we have on the board right now, for development, you know, things that 
I can just tell you our, you know, we, we've had people that, um, it, it has some sriracha, it's got some cayenne pepper. It's, it's not Tabasco sauce and it's not going to burn, you know, people out, which uh, is fine if that's what you want. But we do have some people that are saying, gee, can we get a, another one that might be just uh, a little hotter? So we're, uh, something that we might call must catch fire. Oh, I as love opposed that. to must catch, as opposed to must catch smoke so that people can identify. And there are several others new product to add to our uh to our product line if you will but what we believe is a uh, a winning product for us and that's the- love that um the additional flavors and i think you're exactly right i think the combination of flavors and the category you guys are going and to own that category space as a first mover and you know, I believe it was Smuckers who first did it and, and what it did to their, like, a, we want more market share. So they literally just created a product that was peanut butter and jelly all in the same jar. Like, it seems such yeah. a basic idea, but it's it makes so much sense. And they sell tons of it because all you have to do is scoop one and put it on a sandwich for your kids versus opening multiple jars and so on. Same what you're doing here. If I'm at a party... And there's always a line. It always backs up at the con. It happens at barbecues at our house. Like people want to grab every single condiment where now or or just the ketchup and mustard that they want, you could have all three flavors out, which is why I got them. I like this files you mix together anyway with different mustards and ketchups. And so like and I look forward to tasting them obviously and trying them. What they're doing is just so forward thinking and in in the world of of where people you know, you know we're creeping probably towards you know people want to be more efficient with the things that they have having just one makes so much sense in your fridge you know as I yeah. say people eat less at home but what we're also doing is we're buying bigger packages for pre meals and things like that or or eating out more yeah. and stuff like that which means the condiments actually are going up in volume and are so having yeah. that complement I think is just pretty awesome you know and thank you and one whole shelf of hot sauces and the rest is you know when we're home and the kids are home whatever it ends up being but they sort of everyone likes something different and we throw a lot of and so i love this concept which is again why i order it because i'm like oh i've got to have people try this and i want to try it myself i i really believe you'll you'll enjoy it and i i will say part of our if i could add to the to the um Part of what we're doing with Amazon is we we found that uh, that people are actually the once they get it they like it a lot and and it's sort of something fun something different and we're seeing them buy other products and send them to their friends or to their family and so it becomes a gift item on on Amazon as well which has been very interesting to see. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And, um, and I, you know, like I said, I think there's so much opportunity out there now to get products out there with what we have in social media and Amazon and things like that without spending massive amounts of money on building sales channels. Um, it's, it's more of getting it out there and then getting people to, to taste products or sample them or get on a podcast like this where you can talk about it. So people go to the website and and buy the products or go to Amazon and purchase them. So yes. I think it's 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 awesome. Um, so thank you, t- Todd. I mean, 
you've done all this and, and you guys have a great product line and, and I love the marketing and, and design and all that. So for you, I mean, if you could tell any entrepreneur out there right now that's trying to get in some food related business, um, what are the like three things that you think are important for the person to do or have or explore before they jump into the entrepreneur world and food? Right. Um, I would, I would say first and foremost, if, if one is coming forward with a product, you have to feel in your bones that somehow this, there's a need. Uh, so that, I mean, I, I think we were very fortunate as, as I look at it to able to find a, a, a niche, if you will, or an area but that would be an important part of it is whatever you think you're developing, um, you know, d- depending on what, how, what kind of scale you want to take it to. But um, it, it, it should be something that you really feel and can demonstrate uh, has appeal and acceptance. So that would be the first thing I, you, you definitely want to do. Uh, secondarily, we, we needed to, and, and anybody who in the food business take us as an example, but we, we didn't come from the food business. So we had to learn quickly about channels and different, uh, you know, uh, co-packing sourcing and so forth for manufacturing and other ways. And I think that's where, having somebody that you know that knows something about that business, that industry, and and try and avoid uh, making unnecessary mistakes. Everybody's going to make it, but if you can find somebody that can help you through it or find the right co-packer, et cetera, et cetera, that would be a secondary thing. And then um, I, I guess the third thing is would would just be so many options, but um, you, you've got to effectively get it to the right place at the right time, and you, you've, got to, you've got to be authentic with it. I think people uh, are looking for products that uh, are, are a little different and are authentic. And they- um, so... I I appreciate you sharing that with everyone. And, you know, as we start to sort of wrap things up, talk about your product or anything that you feel would be helpful to people outside of what we talked about and sort of just give you the floor for a little bit, if you want to just sort of see where it goes. I, Justin, first of all, thank you very much. I'm going to talk it through a little bit and I hope that your audience and uh, listeners uh, have, have found some points of interest. Uh, if they're considering being uh, getting into an entrepreneurial business uh, for themselves, and secondarily, if they're interested in a, in a new category sauce, we, we have something that's... Uh, other than we certainly look forward to... Uh, you know, seeing this, the word is used a lot, but we, we are interested in delighting our customer. 
to, to try and provide a product that delights the customer and is fun and is associated with family and fun. And uh, that's where we're going to continue to take this thing. And uh, our our website, I, I you were kind enough to, it's uh, mustcatch.com, but we would highly recommend if people want to understand more about who we are and you know some of the background of the story of what we've done or what we're doing uh we have a reasonably uh through the product where to use it you know how to how to apply it and uh, so with that in mind, I, I am just very grateful. Again, we've had this opportunity, and if there's any other questions you may have or future uh, questions, I'm I'm more than happy to, uh, to to help. Yeah, no, and thank you for being on. And I'll actually be sending out an email here over the next few weeks um, as we start to circle around and get people back on the podcast and tell more of their stories. So. I hope you guys will consider coming back on the podcast and maybe even if you want to be joined by one of your partners uh, in the business, we yeah, can do that as well and sort of explore sure. that or your kids. I mean, I'm sort of, we build the podcast so you guys can have the platform and, and go in the direction as, as you want. And we're sort of opening this thing up now because we've heard a lot of requests about people wanting people to get back on and, Let's continue to tell their stories, and they don't only want to hear the initial story. They want to hear how things progress for the entrepreneurs and the new challenges that they have from where they were before when they're on the show. So I will send that out to you guys, So, and I'd love to have you guys back on and hear about the future of your business and the new products that you guys are developing and, and things like that. So I'd love to do that as well. We would be happy to do that, Justin. Very happy. Awesome. Uh, and thank you again, Todd. And, and I love your product and I can't wait to taste it. I'm, I'm just so intrigued. And so everyone who's listening in, you know, Todd comes on here. He just spends his time to, to share his knowledge about being an entrepreneur. So please, you know, the give back is this. We don't charge. We don't advertise. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Uh, share it with someone that you think it may help who's interested in being an entrepreneur or in the food business. So please continue to share it, guys. It's it's great, and it's very awesome, and I couldn't be happier that it's helping people. So thank you. Uh, if you want to reach out to me to be on the show, it's at Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to follow um, Must Catch, I recommend their Instagram page. It's at mustcatch, M-U-S-T-K-E-T-C-H. Um, and they do a lot of recipes and things about their how to use their sauces that I think is pretty phenomenal. And I love the way you guys are marketing again, Todd. I think it's awesome. Um, Thank you. If, if you guys are interested in being on the show, you can reach out to me, Justin, at thefoodentrepreneurs.com or justin.bizarro at gmail.com and that's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O so thank you for everyone for listening in and have a great day